Thank you all for joining. This is actually my seventh reInvent that I've been to. The first five I was an Amazon employee, so uh, it's amazing to see how big this, uh, this event has truly become and just really the pinnacle of the tech industry. So here to talk to you about uh, something very near and dear to our heart, which is IoT and uh, the investments that our, our company is making in IoT and how we're partnering with Amazon to make that uh, data actionable that comes from uh, machine-driven devices. Raise a hand, who in here has an IoT project that you're responsible for in the next 12 months? Very good, thank you for coming. So before I get started on uh, how we play in IoT, let me ground you a little bit on what Domo is. Domo is a uh, operating system to help you run your business. Quite simply, we want to give you the data and all your employees in your data, or in your company, the ability to run and manage your business, your day-to-day, -day, on your phone. Quite a big aspirational target. We operate in a space that's been around for many years, but we really believe we have something special here. So what you see is really our stack. This is the entire Domo platform. And we believe we are a platform, not just a visualization tool. I won't drain this entire slide, but really, we connect your data, which you see on the upper left, so we have over 500 native, native data source connectors. So basically anything on-prem or in the cloud, uh, virtually anything we can connect to. We then bring that data into our proprietary Adrenaline engine, uh, which indexes your information in real time. We have our own ETL layer that we call Magic ETL. So you can normalize your data. You can derive incredibly complicated data sets from many different data sources. All of this uh, maintains its real time. Um, it, it's up to date in real time. This is highly secure and governed. We have actually worked with Amazon. We created a BYOK model built on uh, AWS KMS, where we actually have cell level encryption, but we also provide key management at the cell level. We give our customers revocation rights to, um, to expire that data, so highly, highly secure. We have uh, the ability to, uh, we provide some uh, collaborations, so we have in-context collaboration, so if you're looking at our visualizations, we provide you with the ability to collaborate with your peers. Um, and external if, if, if so desired. Uh, we've got an alerting engine, so at any point in time, if you want to find out when something goes right or wrong, you set the parameters and the variables, and then you're notified via email, SMS, or lock screen. So very, very powerful. It helps you to manage by exception, rather than to manage by looking at data all day long. Mr. Roboto is, uh, is basically what we call our, our whole portfolio of, of uh, AI and ML, which, uh, as you saw yesterday with Andy's announcements, AI and ML, obviously, everybody's having those conversations. Um, our contribution to that to our customers. We frankly want to be able to provide you with greater insights from data you're looking at, some things that you may not necessarily expose to, uh, to your eye. And finally, on the right-hand side, we have what we call our App Store. And basically, uh, a lot of things I'll show you today sit in this bucket. And from an IoT world, this is where you really get to understand how do you make sense of all this data that's, driven, that's derived from all the machines around the world. So let me get started on the IoT play. So up until a number of years ago, and I'll be so bold as to say, we'll even call it five years ago, literally all the world's data was human created. If you think about emails, going back 20 years now, if you think about Word docs, if you think about PowerPoints, I mean, think about how huge those are and how much data there is that sits in PowerPoints. This was really all the data was created by humans. There's been such a material shift. Now it's all created by machines. Um, anybody who's got a new version of an iPhone where you unlock it with your eyes, think about how much data you're providing Apple on you your eye color, how old you are. All these different things that aren't really obvious when you unlock your phone, but think about the data that's created just from looking at your phone. Gartner suggests that there's some 75 billion devices that will be deployed globally by 2025. It's a huge number. It's roughly, if I do my math right, that's about 12 uh, per person on the planet. 
What's even bigger than that is the actual size of the market for everybody in this room. How much money is being created from the IoT industry? As you see on this, this slide here, I mean, it's going to be threefold in just a four-year period, now just a two-year period on that top line. The amount of devices that are out there, it's really everything. Everything on your person and in your home, the transportation that takes you from home to office, all creates data today. Uh, anybody in here have a Tesla? Lots of data, and I'll get there in a second. One of my favorites is the Amazon Dash. Uh, you see the blue Domo uh, Dash button up here. We've created these, uh, or we launched these devices in our office. We have a service as a service in our, in our buildings where if a printer's down or some, something's wrong with the restroom, we actually have Dash buttons deployed across our organization. Push the dash, bu dash button, instant notification to the people that can actually do something about it. And they ship a really rich SDK with that, so it's pretty cool to take a, check, you know, take a look at that. But essentially, everything that you do throughout the course of the day is creating some piece of data. The challenge we have is you actually don't have access to that. So we live in a bit of an incomplete world today where you're creating all kinds of data for companies, but they're not always sharing that back with you. And sometimes you would like to see some of these points of data. Most companies haven't, just simply haven't got there yet. There's just so much to do in the world of IoT. What has been the forgotten uh, end game right now is how do you make your customers, uh, how do you help your customers find value in the data that they create? So the first, when you think about IoT going back many years now, the first problem that people had to solve was the connecting piece. And so this would be if you create a device that uh, automatically it's a connected device, and this, this is done at manufacturing. But then there's a whole world, especially around the world, and some un unpopulated places that have devices that will not be connected by default, so that they then have to become connected by different you know, wireless chips. So the connection part, people have pretty well covered that. Then those devices collect all the data. And this is, again, where Amazon comes into play. If it's in all the uh, database services like Aurora or um, RDS, or it goes to just simple buckets in S3. You know, Amazon's done an amazing job of being the aggregator and the collector of that data. The processing and storing of that, again, you know, we partner with Amazon for things like you saw yesterday with, uh, I believe it was called TimeStream. Is that the service that they talked about yesterday? So you'll see that we'll soon have a connector to that. But they have all kinds of different processes that they've put into place to help you to, um, to, to create some logic for that data as well. But then how does, this help you, how does this help you run your business better? You know, there's, there's that missing piece there. And I would call that really the technology of the digital divide, which is once that data is stored someplace, what do you do with it and how do you, have how do you get access to it and how do you empower your customers and your employees to make sense and do something with that data? And that's where Dumbo comes into play. So IoT is really relevant for all industries. Uh, we have a lot of retailers that we work with for uh, IoT use cases, uh, CPG companies, um, healthcare. Uh, manufacturing is one that's an obvious one for things like uh, equipment monitoring. When you think about quality control, you want your customers to have a good experience. So how do you create a product that has limited or no defect? You obviously know when a machine goes down because it's broken and a red light goes on. But wouldn't it be great if you didn't ever see that red light because you had the data that showed you what were the 10 things that happened before the last time a machine went out? So you should be able to have predictive capabilities. And then you should never dispatch a technician to go fix something without them bringing the exact part, knowing exactly what to fix. And all of those things are areas where we're helping our customers from a world of, in, of IoT. So back to the Tesla. So again, Tesla is it's a computer on wheels. It is collecting so much data, most of which you probably don't know about. They're gathering it. They don't make it really easy to gather that data, which I think is a bit of a misstep. It seems obvious that they should provide a great capability for their customers to drive better, um, to get better gas mileage. 
So we took it upon ourselves to say, well, wouldn't it be cool if? Because we like to do that at Domo. So what did we do? We created a connector and we created an app that one of our, uh, someone, one of the persons on our executive staff, they drive a test, so they said, I want to see what my driving pattern's like. So they created a connector because our, our platform allows you to do that or we do it as well for our customers. And this is a, a result of some of the data that he had. So he could look at what is the actual operational cost for him to drive his Tesla. What was the, the mileage or the driving patterns that they had, that he had over a period of time. Overlaid that, over the, of course, over the top of a map because we provide rich mapping capabilities into our applications. So again, lots of data there. The data was not available, so Dumbo's gonna help you make it real. We have a customer who cares about the movement of people uh, within their uh, facility. They wanna make sure that if there's too many people in a specific area, that they provide a great experience by having good concessions, by making sure that they're able to get people rerouted so that people don't get frustrated uh, by having too much of a, a bog down in one particular area. So we worked with them to create this application. Uh, this is a static slide, so I can't show the actual loop. But actually what it does is it took Wi-Fi, uh, took um, uh, beacon pings on people's Wi-Fi, and it showed them the, where all the, the people were moving across their park. And this provided a tremendous experience for their, uh, for their customers because they were able to, to decrease congestion to make sure that things were operationally efficient. Logistics, think about the movement of people and goods globally. Today, a lot of that is still trapped in spreadsheets. And people, you know, someplace at a headquarters, they look at spreadsheets and make assumptions and give people data that's always going to have some sort of a time lag. And we believe that a real-time world is the best world to live in. And so we provide our customers with the capability to track goods in a real-time manner. So I'll get to show you this here. On, it's on a loop here. So what you see here is, you know, we're monitoring some aircraft that go around the world. Uh, we built an application on this that you'll see. We'll be, we'll be sorting on some parameters. That'll be, uh, it's a bit meaningless in terms of the parameter, but I just wanted you to see an example of how you can overlay some, in this case, rain. We want to understand where in the world and where we are operating planes that have rain. Something that you would like to note to potentially you know, alert or notify. What about temperature? Well, we've got the ability to overlay that as well. All of these different points of data we can bring into our, into our platform. We can connect to it. We bring that into our systems and we help you make sense of that. You have the capability to drill. So yes, a global view is amazing. Uh, you can hover on aircraft. It tells you about that particular aircraft. What are the, what's unique about that one that may be causing you something to be concerned about? Here's where you can overlay the temperature. And then you can, you can drill. And all of our services drill all the way down to root level. You can actually get down to table. So something that is the original data, that point that was created. And here's an example where Again, you can, you can get down to a geographic level. So really, really, really fine-grained information, but it's data that doesn't have to look like data. It's not a spreadsheet. This is consumable, and it's very easy uh, to, to make some assumptions. And again, you can see conditional formatting with the color of the aircraft. The challenge that we have with all these connected devices is nobody's, well, not nobody, five out of six companies aren't really doing anything with it. And that's just a massive market opportunity for everybody in this room. How do you all help your company or your customers to do something with all of this data? And that's where we really want to be the provider of the final mile. And so where Domo, what Domo comes into play is we'll help you to aggregate that data, we'll bring that in, help you to normalize it, make it make sense, and then we'll put it in the hands of either your employees or your end customers. So let me give you an example of uh, how this sits across the value chain that I mentioned earlier. So, 
from the collection and control perspective, there's over 200 open, uh, open protocols for uh, machines that are out there that, that uh, produce data today. We work the gateway providers much like an Amazon. Uh, we can connect directly from the gateway itself. Um, connected devices that are only connected because of wireless chipsets that are provided by somebody like a Soricom, who's a partner of ours and a partner of Amazon. We can connect directly from them or their services. And then we connect after the logic has been derived in the AWS IoT analytics. We've got a con connector built right there as, as well. We really can participate anywhere in the value chain that you think that we are a good steward of your company. So it can be this whole thing or simple parts of that. And finally, we make this consumable and digestible by the end user. Again, end user being internal to your company or end user being uh, end customer. We deliver our services uh, through a web client, but then also through a native iOS or Android app. A few of our IoT connectors, there's a, you know, a myriad of them out there, but some of the most common that are out there that we connect to. What's really important to know about this is not only do we connect to each one of these singularly, but once we bring that data in, we can then create combina uh, uh, combination data sets so that you can learn about information from all these different data sources so that you can then derive some really complicated answers. So with that, I'm gonna bring up one of our customers uh, from DHL Temperature Management Solutions, the CEO, David Bang. All right, thank you, Jay. All right, good afternoon, everyone. I'm David Bang and Chief Executive Officer at LifeConnects. We are DHL Temperature Management Solutions. I'm sure many of you know DHL, we're the top 50 brand and then also the largest logistic company around the world, employ about a half a million employees in 220 countries and territories. And um, probably you didn't really know that the DHL is very much involved and deeply involved with uh, pharmaceutical products, transportation all around the world. As a matter of fact, actually one-third of prescriptive drugs that you're taking or your colleagues or your families are somehow touched by one of our employees in the food chain of that supply chain of that uh, drugs, either from a clinical trial perspective or warehousing and distribution perspective or final mile delivery. And this is something that you, know, you don't necessarily recognize in day to day. Nobody really questions about the product you're getting or the vaccines you're taking. You know, was it, was it good? You know, can I trust this uh, drugs that I just picking up from CVS and Walgreen or the doctors and injecting into you? That's all because, you know, we're doing our jobs, making sure that the product gets to the final destinations in a, in a good shape. So we are um, temperature management solutions, um, working with uh, uh, many partners, uh, working with uh, different infrastructures and, and authorities and governments around the world almost two, uh, 220 countries, as I mentioned. So you can imagine how complex these situations could be when it comes to shipping this type of a products. So usually our customers demand uh, service performance. I mean, no doubt about it. They want the shipments in the right time, in the right uh, uh, format, and right quality. Quality assurances, quality systems, and data reporting, and deviations and investigations. Those are sort of the formulas our customers are demanding. Uh, if you are dealing with pharmaceutical products, and these are what you need to have. Uh, so we build, I mean, logistics, I think the industry is, is the industry that's really uh, the rubber meets the road, and, and, and really the, where the reality 
uh, kicks in with the data and the fusion of the data with the, with the actual reality and the infrastructure. So we got to have a people, of course. We got to have a places and stations and warehouses and trucks and and uh, airlines, um, packaging, understanding those uh, thermodynamic aspects of the packagings, uh, qualified partners and processes. Because often your, your drugs that you're taking um, most likely travel thousands of miles until it gets to you. So it's not like just simply from local manufacturer. Actually, manufacturer, usually manufacturer raw materials, it goes to maybe a country like Ireland and then they manufacture the finished goods and coming back to a U.S. And, and repackaged and then go back out and then come back in. So often the, those uh, uh, drugs might have traveled thousands of miles until it actually get to the final uh, destination. So that's why it's just quite complex uh, uh, situations, especially from a data perspective. So we use IoT data and many other data, and we've been using Dumbo for almost five years now. And, and the, the key was how do we really understand what's really happening with the shipments? Because often people think in a logistics world, IoT devices, something you just pop it in the package, and then maybe it has an alert function, and then somehow that alerts you that everything is okay, and then that will do it. And actually, believe it or not, often many of our customers thought, um, you know, so sort of a, that's the solutions, like you're just popping in those IoT devices in your shipments and it goes to Brazil and it gives you an alert and, and somehow you can do something about it. But then the reality is that's not the case. You know, if it is in Brazil, the shipments, then uh, you think that you can call somebody. Oh yeah, my shipment is, is stuck in a customs. What am I supposed to do? But there's all kinds of operational actions and regulations that goes behind it. So data has to be really connected with with the process in reality. So it's all about patient safety. As I mentioned, um, you know, when you go and take the flu shots, or when you go and take your kids or children to to hospital and taking that uh, the medicines, you don't necessarily question about the integrity of the products. Although, I mean, you can go home and look at your uh, 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 product. Even, even if it is over-the-counter drugs, it has a temperature requirement label on the backside of the, your uh, product. Even Tylenol, Advil, has that. It has to be kept in a certain temperature. And of course, the vaccines or something that is very highly sensitive it has to be kept in a certain temperature. But you, but you don't really think about that. Um, but we absolutely believe in patient safety. Um, it, is, it is a matter of health, a matter of uh, people's lives. Uh, sometimes it's a life or death issues and for, for certain drugs. So it, it is extremely critical. And I just want to make sure that, um, and this is my message, that you know, the data security and integrity and then understanding the data is from an actual a practical matter, uh, really, it's really about patient safety and in humans' lives. So we take it very, very seriously. The pharmaceutical industry is a very, very, very siloed and a highly uh, fragmented uh, industries, and many industries are like that, but if, actually pharmaceutical industries is more. And this is actually uh, typical of our customers' uh, uh, desktop. And this is how they work with data. This is, you know, they have the data for quality control, they have the data for their partners and audit report, they have a data for uh, their vendor report and risk management and SOP standard operating procedures. And this is basically, uh, this is like the data. This is all data all over the places. And for us, it's breaking the silo 
uh, and then really making it into very meaningful way so that our customer can understand what risk they have and then what actions they need to take and we need to take as a DHL. Uh, that's a critical part. So ultimately, we're not just about using IoT to track and understand where the shipment is, what the condition is. Where, where we're heading is we want to predict the risk well ahead of time. And um, a perfect example was uh, when Hurricane uh, hit an, uh, the San Juan and, and the Irma. And, uh, and, and basically, you know, that every, every second counts. You need, to, you need to understand in your supply chain what's really going on. And, and in that there, I mean, data is so essential. And we are the only logistic company when that happened. Um, opened within two days and then actually start operating because we are well prepared and understand the data quickly. And also it's not just about operational excellence, it's not just about the quality, actually it's a highly regulated industry so often our customers, even ourselves, uh, get audited by our, our, our you know, regulatory uh, authorities like FDA or MHRA in, in, in the UK and they demand such data integrity and data understanding as well. So it's, it's, it's not just simply, oh yeah, I have that IoT devices and it's a shipping around the world, that's not enough. You need to have a, a proper documentations, you gotta have the uh, security and the privacies and, and accuracy. So from a risk assessment point of view, again, um, I mean, there's nothing really new in this sense. I mean, you identify what risk that you're gonna be facing and analyzing it evaluating and reducing it and minimizing it and accept a certain level of a risk and then of course you reevaluate re uh, as you go along. Uh, but, but you can imagine that you're talking about thousands or millions of shipments um, touching many different points. Um, like I said, I mean the shipment might be touching five different airports and maybe six different truckers and a couple of uh, custom brokers and et cetera. So, you can imagine how much of the data is there and, and multiplied by millions of shipments. So it is a critical that we understand that quicker and faster. So we at DHL Temperature Management Solutions, um, we, are, we are right there in the predictive uh, domain. And now we're jumping into and we're trying to get into that prescriptive analytic example using the IoT and using all kinds of other data that we have. So what does that mean from a DHL perspective? It means now we can predict certain risks. So if, if our customers are shipping a vaccine uh, product from point A to point B, we can predict what risk that this potentially, uh, this uh, shipments can, can, can actually face. And so we can do that and we can take a proper actions. Uh, where we're not there completely is that now we're going to take that back to the operations and really adjust our processes or talking to our partners more automatically so that uh, this whole uh, uh, risk management becomes um, uh, self-evaluating, becomes continuous improvement, not necessarily just simply, oh, there is a risk and, and we've got to do something about it, but then what is the action? So we often ask questions like, where have we experienced higher risk? And we drill down. And then sometimes, where do we need to focus our resources and our, our efforts to reduce the risk? And also, you know, where, where is that risk is coming from? And all that 
again, multiply that by millions of shipments going all around the world and especially in you know, different countries. And it's very hard to contextualize those data quickly. And I think that the world is changing so rapidly with all these things going around, like I mentioned about hurricanes or some of the natural disasters, or it could be a drug shortages issues, or uh, it could be a certain trade issues. Um, you know, those are actually very critical matters that you need to be responsive uh, very quickly. Again, just one screenshot of an example. I mean, we use demo for uh, IoT risk management, but also we use demo for uh, various uh, way. And, and I know um, as a chief executive officer, I told my team members that um, I want to operate my business at least 90% on cell phone only, you know, and, and I don't want to look into my laptop. Um, so actually, we use Domo for finances and some other operational uh, things. But today, is, of course, we're talking about IoT and how do we uh, mitigate the risk. So I hope that was a little bit of a practical way uh, that, that, that we can explain to you how we at DHL Temperature Management Solutions is using IoT data to mitigate the risk and ultimately for the patient safety. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So hopefully that gives you a good, uh, good example uh, from, from customer of the expanse of which DHL uses uh, the data that they have uh, and leverages Domo to do so. Uh, we're done with our presentation today. We'll get you out here nice and early so you can out and go out and, and enjoy your transit wherever you need to go. Uh, the one thing I'd employ or implore of all of you, the people that say that you have uh, IoT projects to share, one thing to always keep in mind is that there's an end user capability that needs to be thought about when you're designing these systems. The destination is not the aggregation. And too many times we forget that uh, just because we have now gathered and collected the data, we need to find a way to make that usable. Otherwise, uh, otherwise it was just a waste of time. And that's where Doma really comes into play. So uh, David and I will be up here for a few minutes for Q&A if you want to come up and talk to us about that. But uh, very much look forward to uh, participating in any of your IoT endeavors that you have going forward. So thank you very much. <laughs>